What up? What up? What up? We back. Hey. What's good? Oh, not too much. I just found out my Wi-Fi was turned off and I have no idea for how long. But, you know, sometimes sometimes you learn things. Yikes. <laughs> That's a big problem. That happens to me quite frequently. And I'm on Google Fi and they charge by the gigabyte. <gasps> And but what they recently started doing was capping it at 60, capping the charges at 60. Oh, so if I use six gigabytes, then you know, okay, sure, sure, they probably throttle the speed, but yeah, doesn't yeah. matter. I very rarely hit my data cap, but it's 15 bucks if I do, and it's just kind of annoying, you know. I don't, I don't need that charge, yeah, and sometimes if you call them. You can just kind of plead your case and they'll reverse it. Mm. But it doesn't like you have to do it like during the month. Gotcha. I don't know. I like to call and lie to uh, (laughs) customer service agents when something like fucks up. Like if I fuck something up, there was a period when I was using a lot of Wi-Fi on my cell phone and I didn't notice that it wasn't connecting to specifically my work phone. It was working fine at home and at work. But when I was driving back and forth between sites for work, it just wasn't on. So I was just using data like it was nobody's fucking business. (laughs) And so what I had found out was there's a setting in the phone. I can't remember what the setting is called, but essentially you have to turn it off in order to be able to fully utilize certain Wi-Fi. (laughs) And so it was doing some half-assed job of like providing a connection. I guess it was providing enough of a connection for me to make calls through the Wi-Fi, but nothing else. I couldn't stream data or stream audio or video or anything. That's real strange. So that month, I ended up using like eight or nine gigs. And I had noticed, luckily, before the billing period had ended, and I was just like, yo, what the fuck is this? And so I hit up um, Google Fi, and I just make up some bullshit. Yeah. I just, I because I think they can look, but doesn't matter yeah whoever is operating that they don't care no like um ronald funches he's a uh, comedian he was talking about how he was working at a bank at a point and people would get you know overdraft charges and then they would call him and then you know plead their case about like oh you you know sometimes it was their fault sometimes it was the bank's fault you know whatever and he'd be like okay and just reverse the charges because like yo fuck this bank like, oh you guys have previous charges from before all right, those are gone too. Have some money. Oh, that's nice. <laughs> yeah. So he lost his job. <laughs> but that bank's closed now. Good. Fuck them. Exactly. Oh, man. I like to, I like to bully customer service agents too. <laughs> I'm not even lying to you. This is another story that I'm not sure if I told on the show. Uh-huh. But essentially, one time I needed something done for work. They wouldn't reduce the amount of licenses that I had on... Like my work computer setup, basically. Mm-hmm. So we have a certain amount of Google licenses. Turns out, because the people that I work with sometimes are lazy and don't actually tell me things, uh, we had 90 extra licenses. Those licenses cost $5 a month for all 12 months of the year. And okay. then it renews at a certain point. Sure. But you can't reduce your licenses until you get to that point where it's about to renew. Okay. And because I, I assume it's all paid for a year at a time. No, no. It's it's charged monthly, which is the baffling part. Yeah, that is strange. Yeah. They, <laughs> but I think it's more so for pricing than anything. Okay. Because it will reduce the price of your licenses based on how many licenses you have. Sure. 
But anyway, yeah. I I hit up the service agent and I'm like, yo, like my renewal date's not until May. I need you to reduce the amount of licenses here. And he's just like, I'm not allowed to do that. And at the beginning of the conversation, they great they greet you by saying, well, how can I make your day better? <laughs> and I, I, I say to him, I say, you're making my day objectively worse. You're literally <laughs> making it worse. And he was just like, well, I'm sorry. And I was just like, look, I'm going to level with you here. I'm literally not going to stop complaining until I get what I want. So if you disconnect, I'm going to reconnect. And then I'm going to say the same shit to the next person. Just help me out here. And <laughs> just, he, just break the chain right now. Exactly. Exactly. And so five minutes goes by. He doesn't say anything. And then he says, all right, I reduced the licenses for you. And I was just like, you see how fucking easy that was, my dude? You see how easy that was? His name was uh, Jefferson. Thanks, shout Jefferson. Out, shout out to you, Jefferson. I know you're not listening, but shout out to you. It, I just I do that kind of shit every time, every fucking time, because they like companies like to do that dance with you as if they're not going to fucking help you. Yeah. But they always do. Yeah. Or at least nine times out of ten, they'll help you out just to like for for customer retention. Sure. Yeah. And it's like a lot of that stuff. You know, the reason why they can't do it is just minor profit margin kind of thing. Like. It's not going to cost them a ton of money for you to not have an extra 90 licenses. Like, it's going to be fine. It's not actually going to affect anything on their end. No. And whatever phone operator that you got connected with, it's not like he's a shareholder. It's not like he actually cares about this profit margin here. So it's like, you would actually just be ruining everyone's day if you were to continually call and complain. So it's like, yeah, you know what? None of us need this. Even better, it was Google Suite, G Suite. Yeah, okay. The, so yeah. They, they especially don't give a fuck. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. What's, goddamn, those licenses, 90 times 5, what is that? 450. 450 a month, 12 months. So that's a lot of money for us. Yeah. But for Google, that ain't shit. Yeah, and like, nothing. when I went to cancel the licenses, this must have been like December. Or no, it was February. It's only like three months. Yeah. Yeah, whatever. So, <laughs> eh, whatever. Save save the company some money. Yeah. <laughs> save you guys like, what, thirteen fifty? Yeah, as if Google cares about thirteen fifty. Exactly. Doesn't matter to them. Yeah. They don't give a fuck. Well, anyway, welcome to Real Nerd Hours, your favorite slice of life podcast, ostensibly about nerd shit, uh, anime, movies, music, so on and so forth. Call centers call centers uh video games <laughs> today on on today's show we've got 90 aka jimmy yeah uh he he was kind enough to pop onto the show with us and kind of sit and chat about mostly yeah, we, anime we chopped it up a bit yeah as always i'm real lazy with the editing so the majority of it's going to appear here, but the rest of it's going to be on the Patreon. Yeah, you can get the full live and uncut version on there and get our nice, you know, edited down version over here. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know. I haven't gotten any feedback really relative to the Destiny talk. Outside, Some people were displeased. And let me, well, let me fucking Some people just don't that. like Destiny. <laughs> yeah, let me. So let me, let me, let me speak on this. 
I'm gonna talk, talk. talk, talk, I'm gonna, talk. I'm gonna talk my fucking talk right now. Look, so regardless of how you feel about Destiny, uh, we chose to have him on the show. Uh, specifically, me. I chose to have him on the show. <laughs> I reached out to him and. I told him to come, or I asked him to come. Really, it's a more complicated story than that. But for the sake of this conversation, I'm going to say I asked him to come on, um, rather than trying to extort uh, him through how many retweet <laughs> scamming or whatever the fuck I was doing that day. I assume most of you are adults, and I assume that most of you can like, you know, keep shit your shit opinions to yourself. Yeah, if you're if you're sending me PMs talking about Destiny's a pedophile, it's like dog, <laughs> fuck out of here. First and foremost, fuck out of here. Like it, to to imagine that I hadn't sat and watched through at least some of his content, even though like I'll be completely honest, I have a definite familiarity with his shit. So if you're if you're really out here talking shit, like just turn off the show. Don't don't fucking listen to it. Yeah, if you hate a guest that much, if you're if you're categorically opposed to someone we bring on, just skip, don't listen. Yeah, skip the episode. Yeah. I mean, they're. He may or may not come back at a future date. We don't know. But if you if no you really idea. dislike him that much, just skip whatever episode he's on, and that's it. You know. Yeah. Or once the interview starts, then you just fast forward <laughs> to the questions or whatever. Yeah. It's not. I. It's. It's. It's more so about being civil in the community. Yeah. I don't care if you think Destiny's a piece of shit. That's mild criticism. But I swear to God, to everybody who's like PM'd me or sent me an email <laughs> saying like, yo, like, why the fuck are you having this guy on your show? Like, he's a pedophile or whatever. It's like, no, get the fuck out of here. Um, for the record, he's not even under investigation by the FBI. Like, no. there, there was some talk about that. And he set the record straight. The, the FBI asked him on two different occasions about like, yo, what's happening here? Why are so many people talking to us about this? And he's like, yeah, they're just Internet trolls. And the FBI is like, oh, OK, we've seen this a million times. So that's it. That was the investigation, a phone call. Yeah. Or they actually showed up to his house physically. Uh, I think that was over something else, though. Uh, yeah, the details, details, yeah, details, details. <laughs> Any, anyway, like though I do, I do appreciate the positive feedback. It's not that I like I don't like the negative feedback. It's just that like have something fucking constructive to say. Right. Don't you ever, ever in your fucking minds get it in your fucking thick skulls that I want you to send me some shit about a guest that like. That is easily Googleable, right? Or they haven't addressed themselves. <laughs> yeah. Like, for instance, there was a guest I was considering having on, but turns out he's way too into lolly shit. Ah. So, not going to have him on. Oh, I'm pretty sure I know which one that is. So, <laughs> pass. Thank you. Hard pass. I, like, I have, I have the ability to look, look things up. Thank you very much. Yeah. I mean, and, we're going to do our Googling. We're going to do our due diligence on finding guests that are going to be interesting, but also not bad publicity. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, granted, like at, at this stage, I guess most publicity would be decent <laughs> as long as we're not caught palling around with fucking like alt right demons or fucking whatever, whatever the fuck else is out there. Yeah. I mean, I would kind of love to bring on. Nope. <laughs> nope. Okay. Well, I was going to finish the thought of, I would love to bring them on just to like rail them. But then that would mean we would just like we would get a spike in views, 
but except it would be all a bunch of storm fronters <laughs> out here just sending us like pictures of monkeys and trees and shit so it's like you know what yeah. we don't need that no we don't there's no oh god and like like i said i appreciate the positive feedback but don't if, if, if you're gonna rail on somebody dude just like like write it in your fucking diary and then close it up and throw it into a fire or something or keep it at the very very least keep it somewhere that's less visible yeah like the subreddit is going to be a place that most of our guests are probably going to end up checking out at a point and if they see directly on the comments right there people just like shitting on them it's like it doesn't it doesn't feel good for anyone no don't do that no, it doesn't. Thank you again, Destiny, although I know you're not listening to this, for coming on the show. Yeah. We appreciate it. Um, and thank you to Nino. Yeah, thank you to Nino for coming on this week's edition. Over the weekend, I, or no, on Thursday, it was the whatever preview night, I saw Pacific Rim 2, and as expected, it was big dumb robots punching big dumb other stuff, and... I'm not going to get into any sort form of spoilers or anything. It's just, it is a rather different movie from the first. It has less serious of a tone. Like, it's campier than the first. And the first one wasn't even all that serious, but this one's even less so. And, yeah, overall, I would say it's a bit worse than the first one. But it's also still exactly what you'd expect it to be. Like... I think some people had high expectations out of the first and were a little disillusioned when it was like, oh, this is just dumb action and robots punching aliens. Yeah. Yeah, it's more of that. It kind of doubles down on that, in fact. So, yeah, don't don't come expecting high art. Yep, and they somehow figured out a way to make the robots move less like robots and more like humans. Yeah, yeah. Uh, there's one robot in there that's actually really cool, and they're doing like acrobatic shit with it and that one's really cool that's my favorite robot out of the movie actually there's some cool weapons overall but i'll wait until you see it to to talk about that but i liked i liked some of the designs that they had going in this one quite a lot we'll get in depth with it next week uh also next week wooly is gonna be on yeah best friends play yeah and the super best friends cast yeah and wooly versus and wooly versus (laughs) Yeah, look, a, he's from a lot of stuff. Yeah, he's out. been out here for a minute. So, yeah, look forward to that. Yeah. All right. So I guess let's get into it. Yeah. Right now, coming to you live uh, is your boy, Young Denzel, a.k.a. Thotty Scrippin'. Watch me catch your bitch off the rebound. Why? Because you're a brick. Thought, A.K.A. Thoughty Too Hottie, A.K.A. The Ravishing Thick Dude, A.K.A. Call Me Doug Money, Catch Me on Thickelodeon During the Thick Tunes Block, <laughs> A.K.A. Kerry, King Jerry Baller, King of the Ting, A.K.A. Trey Bien Kush Renata, A.K.A. Bomb Ass Sex Marquise, A.K.A. Duo Flexwell. Damn. And joining is your boy... Chet, a.k.a. Bushido Brown, a.k.a. Consexual Flex, a.k.a. Johnny Versace, a.k.a. Kim Jong Trill, about to go nuclear on that ass, a.k.a. Dr. Glocktopus, shooting your ass up eight times, 
aka Parappa the Grappler, aka Felon DeGeneres on my lesbian swag, aka Prada to God. <laughs> and we're joined today by special guests. 90, hello, ladies and gentlemen, aka I'm your host, 90. Well, not I'm your host, sorry. I'm wrong. Show. <laughs> um, ladies and gentlemen, my name is 90, aka Q Ray, aka the human livestream machine, aka the hot take intellectual, aka Young Giga Drill, aka the Nigerian Dandada, aka Lil Heart Attack, aka Yasutoku Ganja, aka Miyamoto Too Flashy, aka Hattori Bando, aka I don't pay for my control, I got people for that, aka Atlanta's <laughs> original otaku, aka the millennial Felakuti, aka Young My Size, hey gal, I'm chatting to you. Right, you're gonna dub me? Alright, calm, your butt is anyway. aka Reverend Jimmy of the Church of Opai, aka Strong Boyega, aka Childish Gam Nino, aka that kid from Two Places, Too Many Places to Count, aka Mr. Black and Platinum. Whoa. Welcome, welcome, guys. Hello. Oh, nice shit. Oh, shit. God damn. <laughs> the two used to be in the host. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's too natural now. <laughs> oh, shit, man. Child, well, thank you child, for coming child, on. Childish Gam Nino is a funny one. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I like that one. Childish, Childish Gambino is, is a good one. I'm gonna, I was thinking Childish Gambino, but you know, who knows? Maybe. Nah, 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 nah. nah, 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 nah. Gambino works better. Yeah. How y'all doing, guys? How y'all doing? How y'all Fantastic. Doing? How are you? Yeah. Oh, man, I just got done. I'm about to head into another quarter of school. Just got done with the quarter of school. Shit's just oh. been chill. Just been, oh, I'm just been calm, shit. mate. Oh, yeah? Life has you... been wavelengths. I watched uh, Shin Godzilla the other day. Uh, oh, yeah? Uh, yeah. Yeah, Shin Godzilla, the hit, if y'all are familiar with Hideaki Anno, guy who made Eva, you know, that guy. Oh, I didn't realize it was him. Oh, shit. That, that yeah, did yeah. that. I did watch Shin Godzilla, though. Yeah. Hideaki Anno, he's the one who directed Shin Godzilla. If you watched Eva, you can tell a lot of the same editing and cutting techniques are used in Shin Godzilla. Like, yeah. and, and I'm fairly certain to say that Shin Godzilla is the best Godzilla movie ever. Like, I, 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 would, I, would, def- I would definitely put it in the top 10. Top, top 10, definitely. Sure. Okay. I haven't watched enough of them to really uh, oh, yeah. have have an opinion on that. It was definitely better than the American one no. that was made a couple years yeah. back. Which kind of confuses me because, like, this is a ramshackle production done for, like, a couple million, in, like, $15 million in Japan, right? Yeah. Now, like, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not a mathematician, but I would say that the Godzilla <laughs> made in America was done for way much more money. Yeah. So I'm, let me actually... Let's, let's let's take a step back real quick. Let's let's <laughs> take a step back. Let's introduce our guests properly. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. we're here with Nino, aka Jimmy. Uh, he's a he's an anime YouTuber. He's a, oh, yeah. he's a, he's a mandem that hangs out on YouTube making oh, big yeah. videos. <laughs> oh yeah, I'm just like, oh man, it's crazy, man. Cause like, oh fun fact, oh before I can before I get off my last point, fucking they made. The other Godzilla movie for a hundred million dollars, one hundred sixty million, and they couldn't beat. They made it was ten times more expensive, and it didn't look anywhere near as good. Fucking white people can't make movies anyway. <laughs> as I, so, uh, <laughs> where I was going with this? Oh yeah, uh, my name's Nino or Jimmy. I make YouTube videos um, about anime. Uh, I've been doing it. Well, I'm, I've been doing it on and off for about five years. I've been on various different podcasts. I was on. Um, Jay Taku with uh, Gigak and Holden Reviews and like uh, if you know Glass Reflections like the old guard of like anime YouTube and then I was on a couple episodes of the PCP podcast with Digibro um, and I've just been and I have my own live stream where I just bring a whole bunch of random folks in y'all are probably going to jump into my live stream at some point okay. um, 
<laughs> yeah, like so like I, I like it's it's I've just been chilling, going with the motions. Uh I've been trying to re I, I'm actually within my channel is in a period of flux right now because I'm trying to like reinvent my entire aesthetic from the ground up. Mm. And I've also been trying to like mix it more with my music and stuff and like you know, kind of like combine all the elements of what I do as a content creator on the internet into one solid package, which has always been kind of annoying. Cause like there'll be weeks where I'll just be like, I want to be a rapper. There'll be weeks where I'm just like, I want to be a YouTuber. And it's like, yeah. I, I, you can never really like combine both elements or both sides together. But now I'm really trying to make that a thing. Cause I want, I also want to be like, the this is, is going to sound really weird, but I want to be the guy who makes analytical anime videos that black people like. Uh-huh, uh-huh, <laughs> uh-huh. That like that like, like you know what I mean because like I feel like that's one thing that's really missing in the whole anime blogosphere. Like you've got your digi bros and like you've got your mother's basements who talk about all their shit, but it's like it's from the same perspective. It's from like the same Amer- you know either white American or Canadian Eurocentric ish like perspective and i feel like black people make up so much of the anime world like on so many levels like whether it be within anime itself or just in the people who watch it i feel like if i could be in some way be a representative for that brand of the culture of the anime culture that that's something that's somewhere where i feel like i could i could definitely thrive yeah yeah that's good when you when you're going about planning out your content for youtube is it is it just a process of like looking at it and saying like oh i find this interesting so let me talk about it or do you do you script out your episodes like how do you how do you go about handling some of your some of your stuff the average anime editorial video starts in the scripting phase like i start with an idea like maybe for example the anime characters aren't white one right like I that's a video I'd, I'd wanted to make for a while, but I wasn't going to make it until I decided like on what exactly I was going to talk about. And sometimes what I'll do is I'll come up with like a way to talk about a subject, but also use that subject to educate my audience on very important parts of anime culture and history. So, um, when I was, there's a video I have about the history of otaku, right? Which is like, you know, a word that people have very much misunderstood and misused uh, throughout the history of anime fandom in general. But like, I feel like people don't realize what where exactly it came from, what exactly it was used for. So that video was meant to be me saying like, me answering that question, but also trying to like give the side of the, give the side of the anime fandom that doesn't necessarily pay too much attention to the historical aspects of like Japan and whatnot and you know kind of roll that in into a, into a package that lets them understand what I'm what the the crazy nerds are talking about as well as like what the regular nerds are talking about if that makes sense like for, so when it comes to like making a video about like concrete ideas like maybe anim- like animation techniques or like cultural things that are in that are present in anime it's a different ball game than when i'm like just kind of like coming up with an a, a feeling i have about anime or i guess or um i had this one called context versus content and that was 
I don't know. People people didn't like that one. People people <laughs> told me that, that people told me that video was a bit like, you know, you know, oh, we get it. Don't judge a book by its cover. But like I feel like the reason I made it and the reason I named you know named it in the way I did was because people genuinely it's just something I see happen a lot. People like refusing to give a show a chance based on factors that the show doesn't necessarily, you know, that that don't necessarily make the show. Like people will be like, oh, I don't watch mecha anime. And it's like, yeah. what the fuck does that mean? There's a what lot the, to like, cover what, with just yeah, mecha what, what, anime. What, what the, yeah, what the fuck does that mean? So just because it contains mecha doesn't mean it's not going to be a show that you're into. Like if you're into, if you're into fucking sports, I can give you a mecha show to watch. It's called Basquash. Like, it's, <laughs> like yeah, like if, you, you, if you're into po- politics, I can give you a mecha show. If you're into idols singing in, the, in space, I can give you a mecha show to watch. If you're into like... <sighs> You know, Knights and Magic, I can give you a fucking mecha show to watch. It's not something that you can just be like, I don't like mechs. And that's kind of where that feeling, like, I'll, I feel like the core of a lot of my videos is I'll just get a feeling about something I don't like people doing in the anime community. Like, I don't like how people keep saying otaku is a bad word. So I made, like, what really is an otaku? I don't like people saying fight scenes aren't important to anime. Like it's just, you know, people, I, people used to tell me, I used to get, I used to get like that. You can actually see some comments about this in, in, in the conversation of the video I made, but like, I used to get a lot of comments from people saying, why do you care about like fight animation? So, cause I used to like slag off shows with like overlord, for example, mm. like oh, overlord, God. the first, I, I dropped, I dropped overlord after the second episode because it had this garbage fight scene. Uh, <laughs> and I was like, yeah, I was like, if this is what, because this is the second episode, right? You're, you're yeah. still in, you're still in that you like still phase have your where, budget. Yeah, yeah. You still have your budget and you're also still in that phase where you still have to like get people on your side. Yeah. Because you remember, it's the three episode rule. Like if, if you're not, if you're not bangers on like those three episodes, people aren't really going to stick with you for the rest of it. So like second episode, it was just, it was like the most like, lackluster thing ever i feel like they gave it to an intern to make it just wasn't it wasn't very good at all and somebody was like man you care too much about fight animation and i was just like it's kind of important in an like you're kidding me right and then like you've got the other videos which i feel like i want to make more of where i say things that challenge very like unspoken ideas in the anime community like why anime characters aren't white because, mind you, despite you probably not thinking that a lot of people think that, a lot of people think that. A lot of people think I actually wanted to press you on a couple of things presented on that, on that video. <laughs> right. We can get to that a little bit later if you want to. No, no, no. I'd love to hear about it now. Please, please. Okay, so I'm, I'm, I need to remember exactly. Because I watched this last night with my girl. Right. And she's really into anime. And... Like, we ended up getting into, like, kind of a, a, a pretty d- long discussion about this. Because really? it's not necessarily that, make, that, that I... That put you in beef with your girl. No, nah, no. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I just like to debate, like, anything. All right. So, All right, sure. like, yeah. We just we just got into a discussion about it. But uh, my, my problem isn't necessarily that I think anime characters are white. Yeah. But they're definitely not Japanese, and there's that's, a lot of shows. And, and I, I, that, 
I, I, I get that. I agree with you when you say that. Because that's what Mukokuseki is. Yes. And I did I did mention it in the video. Yes. But like, and I feel like I didn't do it good. I probably should have put the word on screen so people at least knew what the letters that made up yeah. how to say it. But like Mukokuseki is the driving creative idea behind how anime characters are designed. Sure. It is it is like because again, Japan knows they live on an island where most people look like them. Like they know what they know, they know where they are, they know how their lives look. And they want a bit of an escape from that. So of course, why not put give a character pink hair? Why yeah. not? You know, like you, you get what I mean? Like Yeah. And I, I, I totally get that. And there's a lot of shows where that really does apply. But then mm-hmm. there's other ones where you have characters that are sort of this stateless, like without ethnic background characters. But then there's characters that are very clearly Asiatic. So like yeah. Gundam Wing, for example, mm-hmm. which of the five pilots is Asian? <laughs> exactly. exactly. I, I love it. I, I love it. No, I do love it. I do love it. Cause actually, let me look up the Gundam Wing boys right now. Uh, uh, <laughs> you got you got four white boys and Cheng Wu Feng. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. You got four white boys and Cheng Wu Feng. Well, like yeah, even one of my AKAs, the- Duo Flex. Yeah. <laughs> Duo Flex, yo. No, but like the thing about it though is, yeah, I I do definitely see what you mean when you say that, and like. But the thing about Gundam is that Gundam has never been shy about having white characters. Like no. Gundam and like and they'll like they'll like make it ve- they'll code the characters very white. And I think that's one people that's one thing people also forget. Racial coding is very important to understand. Mm-hmm. When you code a, like that's the reason why we like racial coding is so crazy because it's the idea of giving a character a race without m- even making them human sometimes. Like yeah. Like Ursula from The Little Mermaid, a lot of people code her black because she just, you know, like a big black, you know, big black singer yeah. lady. Like, you, know, <laughs> like, you, you know what I mean? Like Panthro. If uh, another another one is, why the fuck do so many niggas think Piccolo is black? Because he is, man. <laughs> exactly. So, like, racial coding is so like important. So, like, especially when it comes to anime. So, like. That's how you. That's how you do most of the legwork of telling where a character, you know, what kind of character a person is, because then you're making the the audience tap into their brain and be like, oh, I know what that looks like in real life, and that's what this is in this show. Okay, cool. That's that's the layer of abstraction that they're using. So, yeah, when you look at the full Gundam Wing boys, I'll agree. They look they look white as fuck. They look white as hell. But you can't necessarily say they like that they are like just all white because then you have to go into what the show is written for them and i mean as much like as people, then yeah. you're getting into like layers upon layers of like semantic yeah. arguments uh, like uh, are they exactly. actually white because yeah. being white is an american phenomenon exactly. through like the, where are they from like how <laughs> how do they describe themselves see, why is this see, like yeah. one white De- kid from the De- desert Dan's or whatever yeah but also the the other idea I'll give is not no race matters in anime. No race matters in anime unless it's specifically stated. Because I will always point to Tsukino Yusagi from Sailor Moon. She sure. is she is Japanese as the sun is red, but she looks white. 
Hold on. Like, is the sun red? I mean, on the flag, the fun, it is. The fun, the fun. Oh, oh, on the Japanese flag. I was like, yeah. the, the ball in the sky? Like, what do you do? It's all red. I mean, a sunset is red. A sunset is red. No, but like, regardless, no. Like, she... Like she's real, she's Japanese. She speaks Japanese. She acts. She does Japanese shit. But yeah, like, I mean, there's even a gag she, that her English is terrible. Yeah, there's even a gag that she's bad at English. Like she's she's very bad at English. So like, but she looks like an American. She look she has blue eyes and blonde hair. And then here's here's a layer that people that really got people confused. That people didn't. That I, I specifically didn't want to bring up because it would have made my point very difficult to make, and it would have also come across as kind of, like, preachy. Mm. Um, there's, a, there's, a mo- there's a point I slip in there. There's a point I slip in there at the very beginning when I say, it's not my place to talk about what racial issues Japan does or doesn't have. I'm just here to talk about anime. Now, I, with that, I, that I, that's the thing about writing videos, guys, because sometimes you can put in fail-safes Yep. You can you can slip in fail safes to make it so that people can't chat to you about things you don't want them to chat to you about. But <laughs> I will I will take off that fail safe right now to talk about some of the racial issues Japan does have. Because the thing is, Japan does have a really complicated relationship with diversity and race, especially in their media. Yeah. You know, black with blackface and like just how they view black people. And the thing is, unlike unlike China or like the Middle East or America, it's not hate. It's just genuine ignorance. It's genuine. We don't know how to draw you people. Yeah. And we we didn't really think we had to try until we found out you watched our cartoons. That's kind of how Japan, that's kind of where Japan's coming from. Like, I mean, you can see where some of the racial insensitivity stuff comes in and their cultural stuff when you even start looking at B styles, right? Like people who yeah. bronze themselves up enough to try to look black, which is like essentially blackface, yeah. right? Like, yeah. but to them, they're paying homage to black culture and black people and like different American cultures, like subcultures within America and stuff. But, it's still it's still a lot of teaching and learning and like the way japan is kind of um at least from what i can tell is like a little bit xenophobic in that their their policies of the government don't allow for the maximization maximizing of um diversity right like it's because very japan, very difficult to get like japan, a visa yeah, Japan has very, very like strict visa laws. Where like, I because I only know this because of my my like my life my life plan is to like graduate college in America, go back to England and, and do some shit for a while and retire in Japan. That's my that's my life goal: retire in Japan and be an old man who sells weed to Japanese high schoolers. That's, that's oh, yeah. my that's my that's my end goal dream. Like, I want to have dreads and I, I want to have silver dreads. And wear nothing but wear nothing but like fucking hype beast clothes. Have a big old beard and just and just sell weed to Japanese high schoolers. That's all. That's all I'm gonna be there for. But before the thing is, I looked up their immigration laws, and they they have no naturalization program yeah. unless you marry unless you marry a Japanese lady. They have no just go there, stay there long enough, and become a citizen. Yeah. They don't have that in Japan, and you which is uh, you can't own property without being a citizen. You can't own property without being a citizen. You can't buy a house without being a citizen. You can't. So, like, 
unless so, so like unless you actually know someone in Japan or have Japanese family, really the chances are of you being there are really low. But the thing is, here's here's where I would say Japan should have a better. They should have fig, figured their stuff out by now because. There is because a it's very 2018 large and the internet exists. <laughs> well, not just not not just that, not just that. That's a, they, all the military bases in Japan. Yeah, and yeah. The, all the military bases in Japan, all, and all the American soldiers who go there and impregnate their women, <laughs> <laughs> or, or get or, or hey or get impregnated by their men. Where we're gender equal yeah. here. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> we're gender equal here. But still. Regardless, there's a lot of mixed babies getting born because of those military bases. So Japan really should know better than to fucking <laughs> than to fucking be really like America. That's the reason why I ain't trying to be here. <laughs> That's the reason why I ain't trying to be here for too long. But regardless, like it's it's really a multifaceted like con you know topic when you try and say is Jap is anime racist or like it does anime have a problem with depicting black people. That's another video I really want to do, but judging by the comments of the fucking our anime characters white one, <laughs> mm-hmm. from like hearing my own voice, especially when I open my channel around other people, that thing of cringe gets real bad. It's just like ah, don't don't look at me. Uh, yeah. So, are you guys cool with talking about your like internet shit in real life? Like, yeah, it, it, y'all just bring that up with people. It's like I hate. I hate being a shill. Like, yeah, I, I really just don't like talking about my stuff in like a, a way of, hey, guys, you know, I'm trying to be a content creator. Why don't you go like my channel? Check out my podcast. You know, I, I hate doing that online in person. I feel like I can sell it in a way that's specific to that person. So it's like, yeah. oh, hey, we have some some good hot takes about politics, or you know, we talk about anime, and like I can really you curate. Talk about on this show, yeah. Continue, continue. So for like you know, in a personal setting, yeah. But I also, I'm also not gonna like sit down and like play something with someone yeah, i just i'm like yo you what, go check this out on your own that's the that's the that's the point the thing is people always want to play your shit next to you they always <laughs> yeah, want nah. to play this <laughs> shit right in front of you was like ah oh, let me let me let me watch this right here like no nigga i'm just showing you this so you can go home and do that do this I'm on your own time like and also it the worst part like the one question i've i've been asked now that scares me more than death is are you nino because i'm not because i'm not famous enough to have that question be asked yeah like i'm i don't like it i don't i don't feel like i've earned that yet especially in the fact that i haven't made a video in so long like (laughs) i haven't haven't earned being recognized in the street (laughs) it's so uh, it's real weird do people on campus recognize your voice or something some people on campus recognize my voice. A lot of Digibro fans recognize me because, oh, I, because yeah. I've been in a lot of his vlogs and stuff. So like oh. I, because I have a really cool relationship with Digi. So like I've hung out with him a bunch of times. Like so, Digi will like put will like take a pic with me or like put a video of me on his channel, and like that's how people will know. Oh, that's what Nino looks like. Blah yeah, blah blah. Yeah. And, like so, people have the benefit of watching both me and Digi. They'll see me in the street and be like, "Oh wow, it's Nino." It's like, "Oh no." Oh jeez. Like, Gigak is actually probably like the guy. He's let me think. He's like my Jay Z if I was Kanye. All he's right. Like yeah, he's the guy who like 
really made sure I was able to do something with YouTube. Like, he, I remember the fucking he <laughs> he would used to do these things where he would um res- where he would like make a rant video and he would ask fans be like, hey, make a video response. And like he game the system. It was like Jimmy, I'm gonna tell you what the title of the video is, so you can make ah. your response on the same day as my video. <laughs> ah, nice. <laughs> and I was just like, I was just like, all right, cool, why not? So I fucking that was the fastest I ever made a video in my entire yeah, fucking day. <laughs> <laughs> entire like, because uh, I was the, and that was the first video I did that really like changed, like where I really organized and like got the editing to look right and shit. That was the anime should be mainstream one. Now, looking back on it, it's a garbage video. I disagree with it entirely. Okay. That was another video I wanted to talk to you about. (laughs) (laughs) Like, looking back on it, oh, we could talk about that, definitely. We could talk about anime being mainstream, definitely. Yeah. Um, Well, yeah, go ahead. Finish your thought there. No, no, because, like, he... So I I finished that, and, like, he... This is back when... Oh, man, YouTube has changed, man. Because this is back when he... This is back when you could comment on someone's channel and give them, like, 20,000 subs just off the comment. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you remember those days when, like, if you commented on someone's channel, it would show up on your feed. Yeah. Like, their comment on their channel would show up on your feed. So, like, that, that fucking was cool. Like, he really did help me out there. But, like, now... I'm get like now. I guess it's all, you know. You have to actually mention the guy to actually get some like help to get you know to help someone out. But you know, YouTube being trash is a different conversation. But yeah, you want to talk about you want to yeah. talk about the that video, all right? Please, so, I, I, I'm willing. I'm willing. Okay. All right, so I, I definitely took the video with a grain of salt because it was done yeah. in 2014. Yeah, so it's like. Things have changed. The, exactly. the, land, the landscape is different. The landscape's different now. Landscape's <laughs> different now. So I, I understand, you know, if but did, if you're listening, wait, did some did some of the stuff I say not come to pass? It, well, yeah, you were right on some <laughs> some counts. Yes. Yeah, exactly. You were definitely right on some exactly. counts. Exactly. But I I still disagree with the video. Yeah. Overall, it's you know yeah. I understand where you were coming from. It was just a little off. But yeah. um, if you haven't seen the video, if you're listening to this, if you haven't checked out Nino's Why Anime Shouldn't Be Mainstream video, check it out yep. just so you understand how wrong he was. You know? <laughs> <laughs> no, the, is, the wildest part is Sony bought Funimation. Yeah. And then so, ADV's just gone. And ADV's just gone. So, like, huh. Yeah. I was wrong. But was I? So, like, okay, so the one thing that, like, really stood out to to my girlfriend and I when we were watching this was Mm -hmm. when you were talking about, like, okay, if anime becomes more widely accepted in an an American or a Western audience, it's going to become more soulless because more studios are going to see that and they're just going to see, oh, here's a paycheck. Let's cash out. Let's let's hop on this anime bandwagon and let's get paid. And that's half we haven't re- we haven't reached critical mass like no we is, have we haven't gotten to that point reached, quite yeah, yet. yeah we haven't gotten to that point yet but continue yes please but it, there's two things to consider and the first is that there's already plenty of that in japan there's plenty of yeah. just like shovelware tier oh, garbage yes, of- yes. <laughs> <laughs> trust me i i have to watch all of it like i, yeah. I, I there's, there are a lot of shows where you watch one episode and it's like, oh, you don't even need three episodes here, man. <laughs> like, we're yeah. done. But then there's the other thing is that T 
TV just on the whole has gotten a lot better recently. And I don't know exactly what brought that about, but like a lot of TV is better. Well, yeah, Netflix for sure had had an influence there, but like, yeah, I mean, game of Thrones wouldn't have come out, you know, 10 years ago. Cause that would have been too much money or like, um, breaking bad or, you know, all these shows that are actually well-written, well-produced and like a lot of movie directors and, and movie crews are moving to TV because they feel like they have more freedom with it. And I feel like anime is kind of shifting in that way as well, where you get, yeah, there's still the Moe garbage and like plenty of just terrible shows out there. But then you get like Mob Psycho 100, which, yeah, I mean, they took so many risks in that show and it was so good. Yeah, because Bone, I mean, Bones as a studio has kind of needed... They, they've they, they've been on a mission to kind of fix their reputation ever since Eureka Seven Astrologian. Because <laughs> like that show really did hurt their their stance with a lot of their fans for a long time, yeah. and it really and it really didn't do well like with the investors. So like they were they had to drag themselves out of the out the ground for that one, and Mob Psycho One Hundred as you know it was kind of a one two one two three punch of. Um, Space Dandy, Mob Psycho 100, and Concrete Revolution. Those three shows were like the three of the best shows Bones has produced in this decade, and just they just so happen to be three of the best anime in general this decade. Hey. Well, con- people people will argue with me on Concrete Revolution, but I'll, I haven't I still seen say that it, one. It's it, it, it's 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 up there. It's it's by Bones. It's got a lot of Yutaka Nakamura cuts. Who's the guy who did a lot of the crazy stuff in Mob Psycho 100? Gotcha. Um, so like he he's he's re- like you know that that show was actually really cool as well, but the the thing about it though is, yeah, like I was I had no idea what the fuck I was talking about in twenty fourteen, <laughs> but because because no I don't think because no one no one has no one has like no one understands my relationship with that video I go back to that video a lot like mm. just to go back and like look at it and be like fucking you dumb ass (laughs) you dumb dumb ass nigga (laughs) like how like that was wrong that was wrong like i kept saying oh tv's gonna be dead soon and i'm like the more and more i live because a lot of people are saying tv's gonna be dead soon right sure the more i live the more i think that's a that's actually a complete lie tv's not tv's not going anywhere tv's not going anywhere it's it people the people who run tv stations and the people who invest in television programs and programming need to accept that it's going to make them less money from now on because of the other because of the other streams of like ways to get shit but tv isn't going anywhere people are just going to have different ways of like getting it like people yeah. still have fire sticks yeah. like, fire sticks give you fire sticks give you every channel you need like i can watch sky i can watch sky news back from back home in england with a fire stick in america yeah. crazy so like but then the thing is yeah as you said because of that people need to accept that tv isn't going away it's actually getting better because like they need to set their game up well the thing get- is i mean a while ago people predicted like newspapers are going away radio's gone away 
yeah. magazines are gone away. But like and none of those things have gone away. <laughs> no, not at all. It's and it's because like there are different segmented audiences for things, right? Uh, yeah. Like for instance, radio hasn't gone away, but you know. Every radio station is basically producing a podcast version of their show, right? So yeah. people can listen to it on demand. And magazines haven't gone away. They've become even more niche. Yeah. So instead yeah. of like planes, trains, and automobiles magazine, you're getting plane magazine, train magazine, and automobile magazine. And yeah, like, and all, and all of them have a fucking Facebook page. All of them have a website. All of yeah, them. Yeah, of course. You have to have a web presence. Yeah. Yeah, all, yeah, like all of them, all of them are finding ways to survive in the current climate. But it's like TV, for instance, is it's not going to be as easy for people to like replicate the success of TV. But like you'll see, you see it online. Like people are making their own shows, and like I being mean, on TV is still a goal for a lot of people. Yeah, if you, yeah. If you think about it, like TV figures are still super important figures. Like, fucking, what, how, why we? Why did we do AKAs at the beginning? At the beginning of this show, yeah, they're cool to do, but they were popularized by two guys who are on Viceland every night. Like, yeah. yeah. So they, they like the thing is, television is a very important aspect of the human experience, and it's still it's just gonna stick around for a while. Like it's just what I feel is the the way TV works is going to change. People are going to stop buying cable boxes and they're just going to get fire sticks. Like, there has been talk about in a similar fashion to how cable boxes work. Instead, it's going to be something more curated where like, yeah. yeah, you'll get your basic, basic channels on your TV. But then it's like, OK, well, you also have a subscription to Viceland and Hulu and, and you know, yeah, whatever else, like whatever small web based thing instead of it being just a straight up cable box. This is what's playing now. It's oh, going to be basically a web-based subscription that you just yeah. have on your TV. Also, another thing is, and I hope y'all don't have any, um, uh, fucking endorsement deals with Crunchyroll. No. Um, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm just joking. I love those guys. Uh, shouts out to Victoria Holden. Shouts out to miles. Oh yeah. Shouts out to Nate Ming. He's my favorite in the Crunchyroll stuff, but, um, cause he likes Kung Fu movies and shit. Uh, <laughs> Crunchyroll has done a lot of help in rehabilitating the modern identity of the modern Western fan centric identity of anime. Like Crunchyroll has kind of they came they came in and took something that was more or less a niche only weirdos and odd dudes kind of watch this, but a lot of people watch it when it's on TV. And they were able to finesse the, the they were able to finesse the TV watching audience into subscribing to their platform, and through that they were able to because the TV watching audience probably wasn't that you know invested in anime before back when they were just watching stuff like Adult Swim, they then get to Crunchyroll where to a new fan it looks like an endless world of anime. Yeah, like, I remember like yeah if you're a new fan I can only imagine what it's like being like. 16 and opening up Crunchyroll now because back when I was 16, it, Crunchyroll didn't look like that. Like, <laughs> Crunchyroll, did, Crunchyroll did not look like how it looks today. Yeah, nah. I mean, no. look, if you're 16 and you're opening up Crunchyroll, you're either being scared away from anime because 
like one in five anime that's available is dog shit or excuse yeah. me four or five anime that's available <laughs> dog shit. and like you're you're just giving up on the medium as a whole or no. you're really lucking out because you have guidance from let's say a podcast like i don't know real nerd hours who on multiple occasions has come up with lists on lists on lists of anime for people to check out yeah. and you know what you're welcome. <laughs> you want to know something though? I will say I will say this much. I I don't want anime to become mainstream. Well, more mainstream in, as in like the way I don't know video games are now. But mm. what I do want, what I genuinely do want, is for anime to be a bit more decentralized. So hold on, let's let's take a step step back here. When you say right. you don't want it to be mainstream, do you mean you don't want it to be commoditized in the same manner that like yes. video games yes. are? So like exactly. you don't want people making movies about like just grabbing any random fucking license and just making a movie about it or like you don't want microtransactions entering the anime <laughs> world. Like you go go a little bit deeper into that. Thing is, all right, so uh, some of that, yes. Some of that, no. But I, as far as the live action thing, I was actually going to make a video about this. But I do have a concrete like stance on my thing about live action anime and whatnot. The the old philosophy, right? Especially when it came to pulp sci fi serials and books and whatnot, is that people like this story, but they don't like its medium, right? The thing about the thing about uh, books was people loved stories about swashbuckling heroes and adventurers, but they would rather not have to read every single word of it. People love stories about like a guy in a in a, in a giant metal suit shooting and blasting up you know evil Russians and you know whatnot, but they would rather not go to go into Barnes and Noble and pick up a, an issue of Iron Man. They would rather just go watch it. Now. Here's the thing, right? The the only reason to make something or to take to take something and put it in a you know in a different medium is to deliver on something that those other mediums couldn't like couldn't do. Is to deliver on something that those other mediums couldn't give. Which is why what are the two mediums now that people really want a good movie for, but doesn't it it doesn't seem like it's like none of any of the movies are working? Anime and video games. Mm-hmm. Yes, anime and video games. You want to know why? Because they're already perfect in those mediums. <laughs> no. Like, no. Like, right. no, I well, will, okay, maybe not, maybe, not per- vi- maybe not perfect. Maybe not perfect, right? But the, uh, like, people don't like for that. Yeah, so, people don't want to read comic books. People, like, the ma- vast majority of people aren't into reading comic books, but they love the story of Iron Man. I'll give you, I will give you that video games as a medium are, that's as good as it's going to get, right? (laughs) Because, I mean, not to say, like, they're bad, but, like, that's the perfect way to experience those stories in video game form. But if you're talking about anime, like, I still think that there's a lot of room for anime to grow, especially if you port it over... Granted, you have to do a good job of it, but if you bring it over to the live action realm, like something like uh, 
and I I don't know if they're going to make an anime for it, but The Promised Neverland, uh, the manga, is very good. And if they made it into something live action, there's there's definitely something that they could bring to it. And I know I, for a I, fucking fact that it would be, if they were to make it into an anime, it would be one of those low frame rate joints where like, <laughs> it's, it's fucking like eight frames a second or whatever because like there's then, not a lot of action in it. But, but then, right, but then, right, again... You mentioned an anime. You mentioned you mentioned a manga. Manga is not what I'm talking about here. I'm talking about like anime. I mean, and I, and I, we could. I we know. Could I know. Through I, know every... the, I know the. I know the. Here's the thing: the manga to anime pipeline is different than any other like two media going into other media pipeline in the world. Because like the manga to anime pipeline is the most like one to one and direct adaptation pipeline like in media in general. If you ask me, like I yeah. think that's the one. That's Funny like there's enough, no it other. Didn't used to be that way. Like, huh? it, funny enough, it didn't used to be that way. Where yeah, like, oftentimes yeah. it's like, oh, this is this is completely different from the manga. What happened? Exactly. exactly. Like, like it also didn't used to be that way. That like comic book TV shows were comic book TV shows used to just be like, you know, a, a slightly different version of what they were in the comic books. Yeah, now but, it's completely different. Now, yeah. now they usually make it completely different. Yeah. Well, like, it's but, because but, they, but Adam, they realized that they could take the characters and tell, like, really in-depth stories with them by just, yeah. and, like, to a certain degree, exploit the property and, like, the fans that have already been I, surrounding I that property. I personally think the reason why that doesn't work in anime is because the stories that they tell are too... How can I put this? Like they're not they're, they're like real they're serialized, right? But they don't have a universe to fall back on where the character themselves becomes an aspect of the world. The character is usually the driving force of all the plot decisions in the yeah. world. So like like if you change the actual plots and stuff, you're kind of changing what the character is. Cause a lot of the stuff that makes certain characters are based around big plot beats that happen in like the series itself. Like Goku going Super Saiyan, you can't just have a new Dragon Ball where Goku doesn't go Super Saiyan. Like that's that would be a complete betrayal of what people think Dragon Ball Z is. So, but then like back to the whole idea of anime not making good movies. I feel like for the movies that some people want to become anime, the, the 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 anime that some people want to become movies, like for example Ghost in the Shell, you shouldn't have. Because that movie was perfect. That Ghost See, in the Shell was, was the best version of what it could have been as I, it is. I disagree. And it's and, mainly no, because... And also, also, on top of that, right? No, just not to interrupt you, but like on top of that, Ghost in the Shell is itself a, an ardent ripoff of a lot of things that, was done, that were done in Blade Runner. Yeah. And that were yeah. done in old and that were done in old like Western sci-fi movies. And those same things have been made into movies billions of other times. Yeah. So turning Ghost in the Shell into one of those other movies just makes it another version of a Blade Runner clone. That's that's the thing that separates like anime turning anime into movies or like live action Hollywood movies from other mediums. Because anime is a medium of stealing tropes and ideas from other places that have already been like reused and done to death in one place, but usually get given a twist in anime. So, so like it's, yeah. I think the, the twist that you're talking about one is definitely a more, more of a cultural twist, but the yeah. thing is like, uh, 
it's what you're doing with something like Ghost in the Shell is like you're taking a bunch of these influences and you're bottling it up into a different product. And let's say it's like running uh, pop off through through like a like a water filter, right? Like if you run uh-huh. it through enough times, it becomes Grey Goose, right? And like Grey Goose is basically at let's say for for the purpose of this conversation, it's peak vodka, right? Like that's that's the best vodka can <laughs> like get. Like it or not, this is what peak vodka looks like. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. So you get you get your your Grey Goose because you took the pop off and you filter it, right? But like it would be the equivalent of uh if you were to say like adapt it for an American audience, what you would be doing is you would be taking that gray goose and like you'd be cutting it with orange juice. So you have a screwdriver, right? Like that in an ideal world, that's what you would be doing with adaptations, right? You would be taking the original product and adding more influences to it to make it a different product as a whole. Right. And that's kind of the problem that, that, the Ghost in the Shell adaptation had was they they couldn't decide what the fuck they were doing with it. <laughs> no, like, right, they started making a fucking Bloody yeah. Mary, and then they said, ah, you know what? Let's add some Coke to it. Ah, <laughs> let's add some orange juice. <sighs> like, it, like, it just became this weird, crazy thing that shouldn't yeah. have been made in the way that it was. I will, I will say, though, like, I okay, I'm about to backtrack. I was kind of kidding when I said you shouldn't make anime adaptations. I, I get people want to see them, and I get that it, like some of them could be cool. But my only point here is the only way you can make an anime adaptation work 100% without any like hitches is if you get our generation, people like us, to make them. Like yeah, people who understand yeah. people who under people who understand like what like anime is what anime tries to be, and. I've I've also made the joke that whoever figures out how to make Sakuga happen in live action is going to be a fucking billionaire. Yeah. Like, well, no, I'm dead serious. Whoever yeah. figures out how to make Sakuga happen in live action is going to be a fucking billionaire because that's the next stage of what, like, filmmaking is going to try and achieve. Like, they're going to try and, like, make these crazy anime-tier fucking fight scenes and like aesthetic aesthetic flourishes that you could only see in like a 2d thing but make it work in 3d like that i'm I'm waiting for uh somebody to do my hero academia when oh i can't remember the character's name for my life but the ice fighter versus that fight was so good when they when (laughs) it just drops to black and you start seeing the flares Oh yeah. my god! Yeah. That like, like if, I have that gif on my if computer. If you can recreate that style in fucking live action again, you'll be a billionaire. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah. Oh like, boy, because like the closest I would say, there are some anime. There are some movies that have gotten close. There are some movies that have gotten close. Like Pacific Rim tries is trying real fucking hard to do it. <laughs> Pacific Rim is like they're like please. Let's just try and make this fucking anime shit work, cause like that's really that's really the feel that the movies are going for. And then there's um, this this is my schlocky action movie cinema brain coming. But if you ever seen the Undisputed movies, uh, oh, the Unders- yeah, the Undisputed uh, Michael J. White movies. Yeah. That- oh well. Okay. The Undisputed movies. There's there's four of them. <laughs> yeah. Scott <laughs> that, that's, that's right. That's right. That's, 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 that's four of them. Yeah. That's four of them. Um, 
the first one is kind of whatever. The second one with Michael J. White was really cool, but they don't really come into their own until like the third and fourth one. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I know. This is this is me being a weird. But the thing is, me and my cousin are watching the fourth Undisputed movie, and like we actually realized they they don't move they, when they're fighting. They don't move like people. They move like action figures. Like, yeah. The, like the, the types of like over the top stunts and fight shit but the thing is they do it without making it have 25 fucking camera cuts like it's, yeah, you know, they're doing I it on they're cuts. doing it on real they're doing it on real like straight up straight like one shot cutting for these fight scenes but they look fucking fluid and unrealistic but cool as fuck like mm. anime yeah unrealistic but cool as fuck and I feel like it, that that kind of thinking, that kind of thinking, is the key to unlocking making a good anime adaptation. Instead of trying to do it the way you've already done it, because what what did fucking Hollywood have to learn before they could make a good before they could make a good comic book movie? That you kind of have to embrace comic books. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I and mean, I feel like wait, hold on. They did. Okay, they, they, so they had they, gotten it right prior. I but. mean, like, if you look at all of those Tim Burton Batman movies, like, oh, if, if you look old. at Batman Forever, uh, that oh god, Batman Returns. Well, that's like, different those are, because that, that's different because like the Tim Burton Batman movies. Well, those are just uh, auteur decisions kind of coming in, and because the character is as timeless as Batman, no matter what you do, it's gonna be recognized as Batman, even if it's bad. Like, like so. But when when it's a new property and all, for example, I'm really looking forward to Alita Battle Angel Alita. Y'all, oh, geez. Y'all, yeah, I'm looking forward to that because it looks like Robert Rodriguez is trying to do what I'm saying, like really respect the the you know where where he's what he's adapting and, and actually take elements of anime and like manga and all of the sakigorific bull crazy you know wild sci-fi action shit. And turn it into a Hollywood movie. And if you're again, the person who's able to do it is gonna be a billionaire. Like he's not that's gonna the, be the one. That, <laughs> it probably won't be. But like, because the thing is, what people don't realize is once they fi- figure out how to do that, it's not just anime movies that are gonna be doing that. Right. There's yeah. gonna be there's gonna be a bunch of new. There's gonna be a whole new wave of action movies that use that style of filmmaking. Like whoever. Like again, I don't even know what I'm describing. How that's gonna look. Yeah, but if you could picture it, you would be on it. Like, yeah, yeah, if I could picture it, I'd be. I'm in film school right now. If I could picture, I'd be making it. There I'm you go. Gonna, I'm, <laughs> I'm gonna try. I'm gonna try. But like, it's it's really that's like the next wave of what the action movie is gonna look like. I feel like the anime adaptation is going to redefine what the action movie looks like. But I don't want it to happen because I like anime. And I want it to stay clean. And I want it to stay pure. And I want it to have it. And I want it to be mine. I don't want them to touch my virgin waifu. <laughs> I don't want them to, to touch my waifus. No. She's uh, pure the way she is. Well, also, actually, to be honest, there's only one anime I would adapt. Like, and I would have to, if I were to direct one, the Monogatari series. I would, okay. I would adapt, I would adapt okay. the entire. I would adapt okay. the entire when I got to there, There's some things just you're going to have to reconcile before uh, <laughs> just before you get there. Impo- <laughs> just because of how impossible it seems. I, there, like, there's some things you're going to have to reconcile before you uh, oh, yeah. make that happen. Oh, yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have to sweet talk a lot of producers. A lot so, of like, he gets swung by his what? <laughs> So if there's if there's anything we've talked about this on the show in the past, but like uh-huh. are there are there any manga or 
anime that you that other than Mon- uh, Monogatari uh, that uh-huh. you would adapt? Like if you if you had the opportunity to. If I had the opportunity to, what is there anything? I think the world really needs a vagabond movie. Oh, I haven't seen that. Okay. A vag- okay. like it's because it would a, a vagabond movie would be real easy to do. Like as an easy like trilogy, I guess maybe because like people love samurais, people love Musashi even more than samurai. They like they love they love Musashi, and he's got the coolest story ever. And like it's oh, like the manga is already really cinematic, so yeah. Also, maybe One Punch Man. Like One, One Punch, Punch Man would be cool. Like One it Punch would definitely Man. play well with that. Western that do you want to do you want to know who I want to direct that? And I know I'm gonna get real fucking flat for saying this. Shoot you, Zack Snyder. Zack Snyder. Yeah, I'm fuck uh, out of here. <laughs> fuck <laughs> out of here. Now, let me explain no. to you I why. A grim, I don't need a grim, dark one punch man. No, 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 no. That's the difference. People people make it, people think that that's all Zack Snyder is good for. That's not true. Oh, you mean if you the house of Gahul? If you, if you don't oh, let man. him write it, if you don't let him write it, it'll be fine. Don't let him write it. Let get someone with a sense of humor and happiness in their life to write it. <laughs> like, so I should say that his muddy, filthy, fucking filters over everything. His daughter passed away last year. That's that's that was real. Sad. Oh, oh. Did, did you hear about that? No, did no. You about, you know, bro, like that's the reason why Zack Snyder wasn't able to finish um Justice League. His daughter killed herself. Oh, oh shit. Yes. Well, condolences. That, that, yeah. Yeah. Condolences. My condolences that's too, man. Like gnarly. that. Like that's the thing. That's that's like the reason why Zach wasn't able to finish Justice League. But like, and I feel like people in general. I hate the DC. I hate Justice League, and I hate Batman versus Superman. And I hate Man of Steel. I think all those movies are really bad. But I love Zack Snyder because I think he's a very talented director. I think the only problem is he just doesn't get Superman, and he doesn't get DC superheroes. But you want to know something? I really feel like Zack Snyder could do. Direct some anime movies. I mean, Zach is Snyder, this based Zach off Snyder's of what you style. saw in Sucker Punch or what? Yeah, like, Sucker okay. Punch really showed me that Zack Snyder on he he got anime like he he got it because like was that anime. that style of what I was that style of what I was talking about of whoever can re- replicate Sakuga in live action. Sucker Punch is like on my short list of movies that have gotten close. Hmm. It's on my short list. Of I'm gonna have to watch that close. again to uh, yeah to analyze like that statement. It's no. a it's a it's a bit over the top and overblown, and some of it looks really cheap and, fo- and phony. But when it works, it, when it works, it's working right. Like it's I don't know, and it's it, it's also a bit pretentious, like the way the film is set up, like the the messages and meanings it has. Like it's a bit over you know overbearing with the whole like oh it, it's got the whole like we've got layers of subtext and like this means this, but also this. If you look at it like this, it's like. Zack Snyder was kind of being a—he was being a college student. I, li- I like to call it, call it. I like to call it film, film school filmmaking. Yeah, like, goddamn, there's plenty of that around. Like, there's a lot. There's a lot of movies that have film school filmmaking. Shout out to like, Wes Anderson. <laughs> I'm calling him out. I'm calling him out. <laughs> Definitely him. Like, because like, I mean, like, there's nothing wrong with that. Oh, something else that has film school filmmaking, Mr. Robot. Great show, but definitely yeah. you can tell that dude came right out of film school. Like, yeah. Look at uh, me trying also, to get deep. Also, another one is, what's that dude who made Whiplash in La La Land? That guy. 
Gary made Whiplash and La La Land. That, like that, like, because like, La La Land and Whiplash are typical films. Like, like the movies that if you, uh, like, if you turn, yep. you went to, he went to like the the feeder high school at at Princeton, and then he went to. That's kind of that's kind of bro. Of, that's like growing up your life as a crip and then switching over to the blood. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you groomed your whole life to go to Princeton. It's like, oh, you know what? Nah. <laughs> nah. <Fuck that. laughs> like, like, bro, that's actually kind of wild. Um, he's got a new movie called The First Man uh, by Damien Chazelle, and it's a historical space, biographical historical space film. Oh, okay. Wait, 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 wait. About the riveting Armstrong, story of NASA's man. mission. It's a, he's making a movie. I took off the tape on my computer so that the government wouldn't have anything to worry about. <laughs> I ain't trying. I trying to get. I trying to get sniped. There's a window that they could easily snipe me from that I can. I'm looking out right now, and like I feel like someone's already training some crosshairs on me. That's why anyway. I always keep my blinds closed. Yep. You don't know where I am. Yeah. Oh my gosh. <laughs> they don't know. They don't know. They don't know. Oh man. So when are y'all gonna like up your YouTube presence and make? <sighs> uh, We've been thinking about yeah, it. We've, We've been talking thinking yeah, about it. Like, I've been feeling feel like y'all. And also, when are y'all gonna like get Maddox and all them niggas to clout y'all niggas up? Because y'all, y'all really do deserve that shit. This is a good podcast. Well, well thank, thank you. you. Like, uh, we appreciate that. Uh, <laughs> so. I've been one of the things that I've been wary of is like uh, since we just started having guests on the show is kind of diversifying uh, who we have on. Right. Like because yeah. the because essentially I'm known from the dick show, uh, I don't want to continue to pull from that same audience. What I want to do is diversify yeah. the audience. And once this show has its own like big audience, then like I'd be comfortable with going back and forth with a bunch of the people that have been on those shows already. Right. Like, yeah, um, we don't want to just continue to dip from the same pool and like continue to like, Oh, you liked us from the Dick show. Well, what about this other person from the Dick show? Wow. Yeah, <laughs> that sort of thing. And I feel like what the, you should do, I feel like what you should do is because you guys are a lot more like, I don't know, like younger skewing than the Dick Show and those guys. Those guys are kind of like Gen X y, kind of like a bit. Yeah, more I mean, old. they're older. Yeah, some yeah. Of them, yeah, a handful like, of those cats you, are older. You, 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 but you guys kind of like rep for like the anime crowd and the comic book crowd and the wrestling okay. crowd. So you can, you can pull. For, yeah. I know I have a lot of friends who could like, who could, who would love to come and sit and talk with y'all. Like Digibro would love to do a show with y'all. Uh, Endless Jess, I'm sure, would love to do one. And they, um, uh, I was talking with um, Jeff from. Uh, Mother's Jeff basement. Mother's yeah. basement. Yeah. Yo, Jeff would. I'm, I'm sure Jeff. If he's well, not, I, I'm personal friends with his girlfriend. Oh, like, I've, oh, you I've met him. Flex, so it's So it's like no, okay, like, this is pretty yeah. natural. But yeah. All right. So so you're not so you're not gonna get big league because Jeff Jeff is real Hollywood now. Jeff. Uh, is like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Hey, he came, uh, he came uh, to uh, my uh, panel at Anime Los Angeles. He came to my panel. He was there. Was that back trivia? Yeah. Oh, cool. Shout out to Jeff. <laughs> out here really calling black children super predators. It was oh, just yes. like, uh, it's like, yo, who the fuck are you out here caping for? Because it sure as fuck That's, isn't the like, people. And it's, and it's wild because people now expect me to, ca- like my mom tried to get me to vote, like tried to get me to push for Hillary Clinton. I'm just like, no. What? No. Are you I, fucking no. kidding me? How, she, how old she are called, you? She you called your asking? son a super predator. How are you going to tell me to fucking 
Like, no. Like, no, come on. How old are like, you, if you don't mind me asking? I'm 23. I'm 23. 23? God damn. Yeah. Young boy. I'm a young boy. I'm fucking... I'm, I'm an old veteran. Yeah, I, I mean, maybe on anime <laughs> YouTube, YouTube, but... You're too <laughs> old to be watching cartoons still. Get a real job. Young boy. Oh, my God. Oh, excuse Come me. On, make, this a, make this a little bit more Come personal on, for you. Mom, You're too old to be I'm working on the anime, on the YouTubes. Get yourself a real job. <laughs> <laughs> Come on! I'm, 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 oh, actually, I actually did get that like recently. Well, not recently, but I did get that like um, one of the last times I was making a video. I just, it was right when I got done with the Miyazaki video, and like, cause because I had made that video right, and I I'd made a video and jumped right into making that video. My aunt thought I was like not eating and doing anything. She was like, Jimmy, are you getting paid for any of this stuff you're doing?" I'm just like, "I mean, kind of, not really." It's like, "Well, then, why are you wasting all your time yeah. going on, going on the internet? You doing?" I was like, <laughs> "Like, I didn't have an answer for her. Yeah. I, I didn't have an answer for her. <laughs> I said, uh, "Cause clout tokens, duh. Like, come on. Like, I'm trying to get my, I'm trying to get my clout up, mom. Come on, like." But no, jeez, mom, <laughs> trying to be popping in the streets, mom. <laughs> I'm trying to get popping in the streets. Oh man, no, but for real, like I was just trying to like. She really did get mad at me because I was. I don't know. She 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 felt like I was using too much time doing something that wasn't getting me anything. When in reality, to be honest, YouTube does help out because like, if sometimes if you just like sometimes if you play it right and you know exactly what you're doing, you can guarantee yourself at least a hundred thousand views. Huh. Like, there are things you can do. To to guarantee yourself a hundred thousand views, such make as about like, I would love make, I would love to put up a video today make, about make it about, quick hundo. Make, make it about make it about race, make it longer than five minutes, make it uh, make sure you tag make sure you tag like the the top three trending channels. Yeah. And make sure like you go to, go to whatever's trending at the moment, tag those three channels. Because you, because then you do you have a very slight chance of showing up in their recommended videos. Yeah. Um, huh. And then just yeah, and, and but yeah, also make also capitalize it about oh make the make the title of the video a question that everyone should know the answer to. <laughs> like, <laughs> Is anime racist? <laughs> Mm-hmm. And then boom, tag all the yeah, Logan like, bro, brothers, and like, you're good I'm, to go. Like, I'm, I'm very, I'm very serious when I say this. Like, there are strategies you can use to get to game the system on YouTube. Well, I don't yeah. like doing that because it's scummy. Because yeah, that sounds it's... mad scummy, but it also, <laughs> I mean, like you can also get paid. So... Yeah, yeah, you can also get paid. Like, but still, it's scummy. But I don't know, man. It's 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 one of those things where, like, that's one of the reasons I've been so iffy on YouTube recently. Because it's like, do I want to go back? But it's real dirty. <laughs> hey, you like, know what ain't dirty? This Ferrari. <laughs> yeah, oh that God. that fucking Tesla that David Dobrik is driving around ain't dirty as much. So <laughs> let me see if my let me see if my PayPal has been let me see if Zoomin has given me shit for my PayPal. Oh my gosh! Nope, they haven't. They still haven't. Zoomin is a bad company. Don't sign with them, ladies and gentlemen. Very right. bad. Is Zoomin, Very bad. Is that Zero your team. network? That's my network. They're trash. Uh-huh. They pay you three months later. Damn, son. <laughs> so like, so like, so if you if you did a video in October, you get paid for it in fucking January. <laughs> All right. Uh, you, you get paid for it in January, and they take seven, and they take thirty percent of the cut. 
which what the which is fuck? usual, which is, which is normal for a lot of companies. But so why do you why do you need a content I, management team? Um, two reasons. Two reasons. First reason is to fight copyright shit because they they help that they they help mm. you get copyright people off your back. Um, that's like that's people. That's what the one reason I will say I've been I've dodged the um, like I've dodged the copyright shit this entire time because every single time I every single time I get something flagged I just like I'll just like you know be like hey. Mom! Mom, come take oh. care of this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was like, hey, this is not what this, you know, is blah, blah, blah. They don't, they don't send me anything. I just, like, appeal it, and then they get a notification, and they, like, send a message to the peoples, and like, it gets all sorted out. Um, and, but also, really, I don't know why I'm still signed to Zoom, and I should leave. I should, I should have left a while back. It's, <laughs> the reason I, I can't unsign is because they give you a very, 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 very slim period in which you can request to unsign. And oh. I always, every year I forget. Yeah. Every year I forget. <laughs> like, it's always around, like, fucking the end of the year. And I'm just like, oh, yeah, let me unsign from Zoom. And it's like, nope, you missed the deadline. <laughs> wait, the, wait another 365, little bitch nigga. <laughs> got, you for another, got you for another year, you little bitch. <laughs> oh, wait, another 365, a little, yo, man. I'm like, no. So that's the reason why uh, I'm still with Zooming. Even though they're a trash company, <laughs> and they also fund a bunch of trash GTA YouTubers, so yeah. Oh, shout out to all those GTA YouTubers! All of them made the same video in the last like <laughs> six months or whatever, or six months ago, saying like, "Oh, the shark card practice in GTA Online Five is bad," and everybody made the same video. Shout outs to them, <laughs> fucking idiots! Yeah, shout out, shout out to the whole shark card shit, man. Even though niggas keep buying the fucking shark cards. Hey, by the way, yo, real shit, real shit. I'm gonna get on my, I'm gonna get on my real nigga shit real quick. Sorry, I was a bit loud. I, was, I apologize. <laughs> I was a bit loud. Um, I just, I just remembered something. If you're bothered by Red Dead Redemption being single play, being like multiplayer only, you have yourself to blame because you the niggas that paid hand over fist. Every week for garbage shit in GTA Online that you didn't need, that was pointless, and like you're the niggas who would pay a hundred dollars for a million dollars in GTA Online and buy God. one car with that million dollars because all the profit, because all the fucking prices in that game are fucking like exorbitantly, you know. Hold just on. Trash. So the new Red Dead is going to be online only, it's, multiplayer there's chance, only. There's a chance. There's a chance. There's oh, a chance okay. it might be because, hmm. like, oh, the sign number one, the signs are there. Take two said that they're thinking that they're, they're focusing on trying to figure out how to make all their games, uh, more like you know, GTA, more like GTA Online, so and they then can juice those micro, yeah, so they can, so they can yep. juice the microtransactions, yep. And but also on top of that, if you look at the promo art for Red Dead, there's no protagonist so far. It's only been a, it's been a bunch of different dudes. Even like the like if you, if you go look up Red Dead Redemption Two, uh, you see a bunch of you know. Hold on, you're you're cracking. You're cracking. I'm cracking. Yeah, you got a little bit row body in there. Let me see if I can read. Nice. Let me see if I can. That sound fun. Is it better now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You sound fun. That's weird. That's weird. Right. So, yeah, if you go and look up the Red Dead, like clip art like the the original trailer art 
it's got like one, two, three, four, five, six, seven dudes on the fucking front, right? There's no, there's no one dude, and that, like, yeah, that's cool to have a group of protagonists, but on top of that, on top of that, like, you're making it so that that no one really latches onto one dude from the beginning. Hmm. So yeah, you're making it no one really latches. There's no John Marston in this game. So, uh, which is which is one of the reasons why it looks to me like they're going for more of a fucking, you know, you're you're, you're more of a you're more of a fucking like multiplayer like new agey type MMO light fucking game, and that's that's not what Red Dead is. That's not what Red Dead is, and the only reason that's happening is because people found it within the you know, mind to pay for a really let's be honest, GTA Online isn't very good. Like, no, no, it's not. It, is, it isn't very good. Like, and but the thing it's it's got the bare bones gameplay of GTA, which is fun, but nothing else. <laughs> There's no like, point to the game. You know, yeah. you buy cars and then you just I don't know, hang out. And and shoot uh, shoot people and grief people. Yeah. And 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 fly planes into people's apartments. <laughs> like that's 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 all that's all the game is good for. I mean, isn't that what all GTA is really? Shit, that man. is true. That is that is true. Truly, GTA is at its core flying planes into people's apartments. That is a microcosm of the Grand Theft Auto experience. But, so uh, continue. Okay, sorry. Uh, sorry to cut you off. Um, so, oh, let me see what the question is. I believe it's Sonic Sparkle. Subsonic Sparkle, yeah, Kamara. What, what did Kamara? T- what did Kamara give you to ask me? <laughs> uh, Ray or Oscar? Ha! <laughs> um, I often get the question: Who's better, Ray or Oscar? My answer is always: Who's got the cheaper Daki Makara? Not to be too sardonic in my wording, but the best girl of all is the alcoholic in her thirties. Yo. <laughs> oh shit! Uh, that, he, he, he know he knows because that's a that's a line in one of my songs. <laughs> yeah. He he wanted that answer the way I, I answered it. He wanted, yeah. you know, he, he know, he knows what he knows what he asked for. I I know you're welcome. You knew what on. it was when it signed. <laughs> but yeah, no, Masato, obviously, clearly subsonic sparkle. My bad. Yeah, yeah. Masato. Yeah. Oh my goodness. All right, for sure. Well, thank you so much for coming on, man. I appreciate it. Yeah. Oh no, we, man, it was great. It was great to see y'all. Uh, tell right, people okay. where they can find you online. Online, you can find me at nine o and n i n e zero u h like the number zero then u h. Uh, on Twitter, on YouTube, you can find me if you just type in anime editorial or nine o n i n e o u h or n i n o u h the old what the old name was, but don't use the old name because a lot of weird shit will pop up. Um, <laughs> there's, there's, there's a re- there's a reason. There's a reason I changed the name to Nine O instead of what looks like Minu. Um, uh, so yeah, anime editorial uh, N I N zero O U H. Also on, tw- I'm, I have a SoundCloud. I make music too. Uh, N exclamation mark N E Nine is the rap name on SoundCloud. And yeah, that's that's just that's how that's what that's what we rocking with. That's this is what we got. 
Yeah. It was great. It was, it was great being on here with y'all. It was, it was, it was wonderful. It was, it was a wonderful experience. I love y'all. That's good time. Appreciate it, man. Good we, times had all around. Yeah. Thanks for coming on again. Uh, and uh, for those of you at home, it's been me, your boy, Young Denzel, a.k.a. Thotty Scrippin'. Watch me take your bitch off the rebound. Why? Because you're a brick. A.K.A. <laughs> Thotty Too Hottie. A.K.A. The Ravishing Thick Dude. A.K.A. Call Me Doug Money. Catch me on Thickelodeon during, during the Thick Tunes programming block. Thick Tunes, nigga. A.K.A. <laughs> Jerry the King of Baller. King of the Ting. A.K.A. <laughs> Trey Bien Kush Renata. A.K.A. Bomb Ass Sex Marquise. A.K.A. Duo Flexwell. <laughs> Flexwell, bitch. And I've been Chet, a.k.a. Bushido Brown, a.k.a. Consexual Flex, a.k.a. Mr. Steal Your Girl, a.k.a. Johnny Versace, a.k.a. Kim Jong Trill, about to go nuclear on y'all, a.k.a. Dr. Glocktopus, shooting your ass up eight times, a.k.a. Parappa the Grappler, a.k.a. Felon DeGeneres on my lesbian swag, a.k.a. Prada the God. Oh, man. Ladies and gentlemen, it has been great as your other guest here. Uh, my name has been 9-0, a.k.a. Q-Ray, a.k.a. The Human Livestream Machine, a.k.a. The Hot Take Intellectual, a.k.a. Young Giga Drill, a.k.a. The Nigerian Dun Dada, pim, 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 pim. <laughs> a.k.a. Little a.k.a. Heart Attack, a.k.a. Iyasutoku Ganja, a.k.a. Miyamoto Too Flashy, a.k.a. Hattori Trapping Out The Bando, a.k.a. I Don't Pay For My Crunchyroll, I've Got People For That, a.k.a. Atlanta's Original Otaku, a.k.a. The Millennial Falakuti, a.k.a. Young My Size, a gal, I'm chatting to you. Raw, you're gonna dub me or I calm your butters anyway. AKA Reverend Jimmy of the Church of Opi, whether our boobs are on no noobs, aka Strong Boy Ega, aka Childish Gam 90, aka that kid with too many, that kid from too many places to count, aka Mr. Black and Platinum. It's been great, it's been great, guys. It's been great. Yeah, it's been fantastic. Thank you. <laughs> Thanks again to 9-0 for coming on to the show. We appreciate having you, buddy. We look forward to having you on again. Yeah. And, um, yeah, it was a good chat. Enjoyed that a lot. Shout outs to Jimmy. Yeah. Come on back here. Uh, let's get into questions from the subreddit. Reddit.com slash r slash real nerd hours. Yeah. So today, XX, the X janitor, XX. I'm going to read it like that every time. <laughs> <laughs> How else would you read it? You know, I mean, I could just say the janitor, but no, no, no. You put those X's there for a reason. They're getting red. <laughs> Cut my life into pieces. I wonder if he's straight edge. Oh, man, I sure hope so. Yeah. He's out here cleaning up the streets. <laughs> for those of you at home, uh, X's in the late 80s, early 90s were to represent straight edge life. Yeah, that's to say that you didn't engage in drugs, alcohol. I think that also included cigarettes and premarital sex, but you still listen to hardcore music. Yes. And you are a huge weenie. <laughs> yeah, basically. <laughs> and also really self righteous, but you know. <laughs> Possibly vegan. Ooh, I don't know if veganism was a thing back then, but ooh, that's was, definitely the same type of crowd. I heard veganism was invented in 2007 <laughs> as a response to the double down created by KFC. So he asks, did any Dragon Ball original fans out there check out the live action ripoff from its era in 1989? It oozes cheese and shits on the show. And then he posts the link to the movie. 
And uh, yeah, so I watched a bit of that because I had never heard of it. And it's like, I'm impressed that you had even heard of it because I tried Googling this to like find out some origins on it. And it's hard to find. This thing's obscure as shit. And uh, yeah, the show or the movie was kind of amazing in the worst of ways. It <laughs> it like actually kind of follows the original story of Dragon Ball. Like a lot, it hits a lot of the same beats, and like some of the scenes are definitely like direct ripoffs of the show. So same with some of the characters. Oh no, it's definitely Dragon Ball. It is. <laughs> it is a hundred percent Dragon Ball. But it's like. It's weird because, like, in some ways, it's a very faithful adaptation, and in other ways, it's like complete garbage, not even close. Like, they changed all of the names. Now, I'm actually still unclear on whether or not this was official in any sort because it's so direct of a ripoff. There had to be some payment made, at least, of like. Okay, we got we need the rights to the story, but we're gonna change all the names. They don't call them Dragon Balls; they're just called Pearls, at least in the translation, mm-hmm. which seemed kind of bad. Goku's only called Monkey Boy. Uh, Yamcha is Westwood. Oh, that's a nice name. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> and like Emperor Pilaf is called Lord Horn, but he also looks just kind of like a tall blue devil kind of thing instead of like the miniature goblin kind of guy but uh yeah it was kind of amazing and terrible and i could only skip through it because it was kind of an incoherent mess fair enough but i I, I caught a great gem that i i posted the timestamp in the in the comments thread okay all right cool um so i also watched it or part of it at least i watched like the ending sequence where uh, fake Master Roshi hops out of the sand or some shit. I, I was I was truthfully looking for somebody to f- like throw a fucking fireball or some shit. Yeah, I don't. Never happened. Not while I was watching, and it was like super dark too. It was really weird. I mean, it looks like just a bad VHS scan or something like that. Yeah, the the film quality was really really bad. Yeah, but I mean, it seemed seemed like enjoyable kind of like just in like the worst way possible yeah but But. not like full-length movie kind of enjoyable like maybe if it was 45 minutes tops i could sit through that (laughs) okay yeah that's fair (laughs) yeah yeah that was that was something thanks for that xx the x janitor xx (laughs) straight edge (laughs) kokinen asks how the hell do I effectively use Twitter? It feels like there's too much going on to try and follow anything more than four people. I've turned off notifications for everyone except you two jerks, and every other week I have to figure out which of you is which since you change up your AKAs all the goddamn time. <laughs> Guess what? I'm about to change it again. <laughs> Watch that at. Oh, shit. Um, the way to effectively use Twitter is to just delete your account and uninstall it. There you go. And that's that's the best advice I could ever give you. The only way to win is to not play the game. Exactly. Yeah, I don't know. It depends on what you're after. Like, I follow like 600 people, except, you know, I would say half of them don't post anything at all. So let's call it I follow 300 people. 
yeah, I can constantly update it and I'll get interesting stuff. You know, it's various art, science, politics, whatever kind of news feeds. And to me, that's interesting. I like lurking. Um, but I also know that if you follow people, then people follow back and you get more attention because that's just how these social media sites curate their shit. I don't know, man. I follow, I think, exactly 274 people. I go through and I unfollow people every now and again if I don't see their shit. Mm-hmm. But the thing is, Twitter, it's not that they're not posting. It's just that Twitter's fucking algorithm doesn't show you shit sometimes. Yeah. And it's like, fuck, man. Like, why do, why do social media companies always feel like they should control what I see? I signed up for this platform and I follow these people for a fucking reason. Yeah. Why can't I see what they're posting? I also hate that, like, if you interact with someone once, it's like, oh, suddenly you're best friends. Here's everything they posted everywhere. Like, yeah. 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 Mm. It's super shitty. Twitter, all social media is fucking cheeks, man. Especially yeah. Instagram. It, like, Instagram pisses me off because it, they can't show that shit in chronological order for what reason? I don't understand that one. Oh, God. Because they got so bought out by Facebook. That's what. That's so funny. And same with Facebook. Like, what Facebook the too, fuck, yeah. Facebook? I don't know. Just show me chronological order. At least allow me to sort the shit. Yeah, and when you put it in chronological order, like, if you... You can change it to be chronological. It's still not true chronological. It still will filter out the people that you don't interact with much. Yeah. But when you put it in chronological order, if you refresh the page, it's going right back to top stories. Yeah, it's fucking stupid. Yeah, that's one of the reasons why I don't like using Facebook. That's part of the problem that I have with joining Facebook groups. Yeah. Because I want to see what's being posted, but I also don't want to get notifications every fucking minute of the day. Yeah. So if you allow me to sort it in chronological order and let me keep it in chronological order, that would be much appreciated. It would be nice. And there was like Vero was supposedly going to do that but then everyone abandoned ship once they found out they had like a thousand unpaid workers working oh. on their app so they're like oh you know what we're not using your app nice so uh yeah shout out to them and their extremely shady business practices well let me delete my vero account i created it same day because i thought like it was going to be one of those super sites with like usernames so i wanted to go in and snatch up denzel uh, but never mind yep yeah i, I mean i still have my account just cuz it's a pain in the ass to delete it do you have to like send them an email or something yeah you have to explain why you're deleting your shit so i'm like okay well i got in for free cuz i was one of the, you know the first million that gets in free for life so i'm like all right i'll get in for free if i use it i use it i don't i don't and now that everyone's abandoned ship, I'm obviously not going to use it, but the account's there. I never posted anything. Shout I'm just going to gonna so- send them an email with the subject, delete my fucking account, you worms. <laughs> and then in the body, it's going to tell them to blow me if they refuse to. Hey, fair enough. I think that's a pretty compelling argument. Yep. I'll come by your office. I'll pay you more than they're paying you to suck my dick. Uh, you fucking worm. Jefferson, where are you working? What's that neck feel like, Jefferson? <laughs> I'm gonna keep asking you all day until someone else until someone else does it. Break the chain, Jefferson. <laughs> break the break the chain. I'm gonna ask every single one of your coworkers. 
You're going to fucking tell me what that neck feels like. <laughs> You're going to show me. Yeah. More Totem says, Original Dragon Ball and Avatar The Last Airbender feel very similar to me. A group of kids on adventures around their world, learning new techniques and making friends. They help locals along the way. Enemies become friends, though not as often in Avatar. I think both shows are just fun. Dragon Ball Z was fun too, but in a way that gives me high blood pressure thanks to the dumbass decisions Goku and Vegeta make for a good fight. Yeah, I never liked that. I, <laughs> it's such a weird conceit. Oh, we like fighting so much, but you know what? Like, let me wear these clothes that weigh me down. Yeah, I gotta fight you at your best. No, go ahead. Eat go. Android 18. Go I don't ahead. care. Just do it. You got it. Fuck it. Doesn't matter. Yeah. And then every time they do that, every time they do it, they instantly regret it. <laughs> instantly. And it's like, okay, well, you made that mistake once, so you're never going to do that again, right? Wrong. Wrong. Do you, do you think that's like the only way that they can get off? Shit, it might oh. be. <laughs> <laughs> I have to fight you at your best. <laughs> oh, Sal. <laughs> Uh, what a this show. This is to go even further beyond. <gasps> and he just nuts. Puts a hole in his ceiling like Devil Man. <laughs> Turns out, Goku was Satan the entire time. And then Vegeta was his best friend. Yep. <laughs> Sad days. Tur- Turns out Raditz, Devil Man. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that is basically how Dragon Ball Super ended anyway. <laughs> Raditz came back and died? No, no, no. <laughs> that, you know, he had to beat his best friend, and then he felt sad about it, so he had to reset the Earth, and they made another moon. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty much exactly how Dragon Ball Super went. Oh, shit. Jubular says, yes, Chet, I am Jewish. Good. <laughs> <laughs> I sure hope so with that name. But then he asks, did either of you check out season two of Jessica Jones? What did you think? Nah, I didn't like the first season, so I just didn't watch the second one. Well, what didn't you like about the first season? Mm, I thought it moved a little bit too slowly, and the action sequences were really a fucking annoying to watch. <laughs> because it's like, yeah, I get that she's super strong and she doesn't put in any effort, but like... At least make it look cool. Oh, sure. It's a, Don't make it look like the guy's on strings or on ropes or whatever. Mm-hmm. And she's just pushing a guy on ropes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That, that seems fair. Yeah. Um, season two. I haven't really watched either season of it, but Nikki has. So I've caught bits. And then I, I've also heard murmurings of, you know, what people's thoughts on it were. And apparently season two is much more lighthearted, kind of campy. And whereas the first season was pretty serious and a little dark. So it was a huge tonal shift. Nikki hated the tonal shift. Like she much preferred the darker, more serious approach. So when everything got more lighthearted, she's like, what the, what the fuck happened to my show? (laughs) (laughs) Where where did all the seriousness go? And uh, yeah, I, I agree that the stuff with the mother felt really weird and heavy handed. And that was mostly the bits that I saw anyway. <laughs> oh, well, what do you know? Yep. So I, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I, I don't know about that one. I haven't seen it really myself, but it was not really up my alley. I like David Tennant, though. He's fun. Yeah, I'll watch whatever he's in at least one episode. 
there's that movie that's coming out with him where it's like, uh, I think it's called Good Samaritan or Bad Samaritan. Yeah, Bad Samaritan, where it's like uh, David Tennant plays a super rich guy and he gets, uh, he goes to this fancy restaurant where these two guys are valets, but these valets will take the cars back to whoever's house, rob the house, and then bring it back before they're done. And he finds out that David Tennant is, you know, this weird murder kind of guy. And so now the chase is on. Oh. Yeah. So it seems like a mild, mildly interesting premise, but probably a bad movie. But that's something with David Tennant in it. <laughs> I'll watch it. Whatever. Yeah. I even watched uh, that, oh, what was it? Fright Night remake because he was in it. I didn't know that was a thing. Yeah, dog. All right. Had Colin Farrell uh, and I believe Anton Yelchin. Oh, man. R.I.P. R.I.P., yeah. Yeah. That was a death I really didn't see coming. Well, neither did he. Uh. <laughs> yikes. Yeah. I'm just going to give that a yikes hard lemonade. <laughs> Uh, Jubilar also asks, just caught the end of, just caught the finale of Dragon Ball Super and thought the ending was pretty sick. What direction do you think they will take the series when they bring it back? Yeah, the ending was basically exactly what everyone thought. And I'm not going to spoil that just yet, but it's basically exactly what everything thought would happen. Didn't happen exactly the way I thought it would happen, but it was still cool. You know, it was, it was a cool climactic fight and, uh, you know, I'm glad they did what they did. Otherwise, the show would kind of have nowhere to go. So I think when they bring it back, it's going to kind of take it back to a lighthearted tone again. Because, like, when Super started, it wasn't very serious. And I kind of liked that. It felt much more like the original Dragon Ball. You also saw a lot more of the original characters as well. So we're probably not going to see another you know, huge battle, big, bad enemy kind of situation again, not for a bit. I, yeah, I don't know what they're going to do. If it's going to be another couple of short arcs, kind of how they started, or if it's going to be another long one, I'm kind of hoping it's a couple short arcs because that tournament of power kind of dragged on for a long time and I'm a little bit over it. (laughs) So yeah, I'm really curious to see how that goes. And I haven't seen it yet. Yeah, go check it out. <laughs> How many episodes is it? Ooh, 131. Is it worth it? Uh, Well, what's convenient is that you can check out the first two major arcs in movie form with Resurrection F and uh, Battle of the Gods. That is convenient. Uh, yeah, <laughs> that is, it's quite convenient. And of course, they... they go into more detail in the show, but you don't really need it for any sort of context purposes. Mm-hmm. And then that pretty much just gets you right into the Goku black arc, which was cool. And then it goes into the tournament power arc, which is long as shit. So here's something I remember from the show. They, they put on like a stage play at some point. <laughs> yeah. They, uh, they need to entertain Beerus to make sure he doesn't destroy the Earth. Oh, that was the only episode that I'd seen. Oh, that's and, funny. And I prompt, I promptly shut it off gotcha. once I realized what was going on at the time. Yeah, you don't need to watch that episode. 
Oh, fuck. There's one more from Samurai Jack the Face Ripper. He asks, how do you guys feel about rules lawyering when it comes to games that players dictate the flow of the game, such as Magic, X-Wing, Pokemon, etc.? Is it okay? Is it too much? And what about when money's involved? There was a recent incident that took place at the Warhammer Las Vegas Open, which led to a guy losing first turn after misplacing a unit during the wrong portion of the turn. Most people are saying that the opposing player should have allowed the turn to continue, but the turn ended and the guy lost out on $4,000 for his mistake. Shouldn't uh, it be $40,000? I mean, I'm just saying. Warhammer 40k. Alright, whatever. No, touche. Um, I don't know, man. I feel like if you're if you're leaving it up to the competitors to decide, then of course whoever's losing is going to take advantage, right? Like, it, it only makes sense. Yeah. Like, I don't, I don't really know how Warhammer works at all, but in my experience with Magic, which is the only game of that sort that I've played on any form of, like, actual competitive level, you really got to be careful about the rules because if you're playing for money, there's no reason why they wouldn't call you on misplaying the rules like when it comes to casual events like friday night magic where it's just you know local shops and you're playing for like maybe 50 bucks people tend to be a little bit more casual about it you know a little bit more loose about the rules but you know when you have actual money on the line like four thousand dollars there's nothing to sneeze at i would like to win four thousand dollars in a magic tournament so you gotta play as best you can within the rules because it's not up to the players to not call you on it. Like if someone misplays and they say, yo judge, this is what happened. Well, now it's on the judge to give the penalty in accordance. Yeah. Yeah. Especially at like a pro tournament level. Yeah. Semi pro level. And that was, that was for first place. So it's like, you know, these people know the game. Yeah. He just made a mistake. Sucks. Yeah, it really does. And sometimes, you know, things happen that are kind of out of the player's control. Like, for example, in fighting games, something that's been happening fairly often is that uh, a PS4 pad won't disconnect, like, automatically. You have to disconnect it. You have to turn it off from the device. So if you try and sync to another machine and you forgot to turn it off and you press that PlayStation button, it's pausing someone else's game. Oh, fuck. So, in a, like in a tournament setting, if you pause the game that you're in the middle of playing, if player one pauses, player two wins that round. Because you're not allowed to pause during the game. But if it's an outside force, if it's player three, who's not in the game, it's like, what happens now? And those drops in momentum can really change things like if someone was in the middle of a combo and someone else pauses the game it's like okay where was i in the middle of this combo we gotta unpause like what yeah it it gets real fucky but you know that's kind of a different discussion but yeah when it comes to to being a, a strict rules lawyer you gotta expect it you have to be prepared for it and you know I I have no form of disdain for people who do that. You know, you're playing for money. You take whatever advantage you get. 
So I agree. Yeah. Sucks to suck. And that does it for questions. There's something that I wanted to briefly touch on before we close out the show. Uh, somebody explained this to me. I have a question. Uh, why is it that when limited run comics are coming to an end, the last issue takes like eight months to come out? Yeah. What the fuck is that? <laughs> like that happened with uh, Jupiter's Jupiter Ascending? No. No, that's the movie. Yes. It's Jupiter's Circle and Jupiter's Legacy. Ah. So it happened with those comics, and it looks like it's happening with Black Hammer right now. Mm. And like, I don't understand. Like, what the fuck the deal is? Like, why are you? Why? 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 Just, I just, just I just want to read story. the comic. Yeah, it, it releases every month on time for a reason, and then suddenly the last issue is just like, fuck you. I'm making you wait. It just makes me not want to buy that shit. Yeah, that sounds really, really annoying. <laughs> yeah. Somebody who reads comics, please explain that to me. Like, and I don't want like the obvious, well-reasoned response that's, oh yeah, well, sometimes, you know, they pick up other projects towards the end of one project and it'll put a delay on that other one or the initial one that they were working on. And it's like, no, 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 no. Tell me, tell me about the conspiracy. There you go. I want to, I want to see that third eye open. Yeah. I want you to awaken me. Wake me up. Wake me up inside. I can't wake up. Wake me up inside. Baby. All right. Yeah, man. That was like, that song, I liked it for about a day. And then after that day, I was like, wow, this song's trying really hard. Yep. And then that was pretty much it. Once I came to that conclusion, that that was it. It was over. <laughs> Thanks, everybody, for listening to this week's edition of Real Nerd Hours, your favorite slice of life podcast. You can follow the show on Twitter at XRealNerdHours. You can follow me on Twitter at ThatDenzel. You can follow Chet on Twitter at BushidoBrownSD. And you can follow our guest 9O on Twitter at 9, spelled out, N-I-N-E, the number zero, U-H. There we go. Yeah. You can find him on YouTube as that as well. You can join the conversation on Reddit at reddit.com slash r slash real nerd hours. You can like the show on Facebook at facebook.com slash real nerd hours podcast. And you can support the show on Patreon at patreon.com slash real nerd hours. Thanks everybody for listening and we will see you next Thursday. Y'all have a good night.